Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with comic Ariel Dundas. Ariel Dundas, how the hell are you? <laughs> I mean, I'm all, all very good, all things considered, I guess. You yes, know? and there's so many things to consider, but <laughs> we're just plugging away, being hilarious, because I yes. uh, follow you here on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, you are Ariel Dundas, and then on Instagram, you are Ariel Dundas, so it's easy to find yes. you. Yes, yeah. Uh, my parents didn't know it, but they gave me a very search engine optimized name. Yes, and I love. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to make sure how to pronounce your name, and so you're like, it's kind of like done this, I, you know, been there, done this, and that's just hilarious. Yeah. And so yeah, exactly. let us know where you've been doing comedy. I know you used to live in Amsterdam. You're currently in New York City. Typically, you're stand up, and you will of course resume that when quarantine ends. Or have yes. you been doing kind of Zoom shows, Instagram live shows, park shows, rooftop shows, uh, diner shows? What have you been up to? <laughs> Basically everything except for diner shows. I've been doing. <laughs> Couldn't get the Bel Air Diner yet, huh? That's yeah, hot... I mean, you know, I'm, I'm willing to. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Book me, everybody. Whoever's listening, book me. Right. There, has yeah. to a, there has to be a comedy booker listening. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, I was really, I know, like, some people were really, like, uh, afraid of Zoom shows, but I was afraid of living alone, so I... Uh... <laughs> just agreed to do them right away and you know they're fine they're not you know it's not ideal or anything like that but you know they're fine and do you kind of use it to test material or do you think if there's kind of enough people in the audience you will do your a material still i mean well so it's weird because i developed some new material about quarantine oh that's very it's very good and i just sort of do that but I don't know if it's my A material or if it's just the material I've been doing. I think it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's post-pandemic A because that's the thing that you're going yeah, exactly. to have to get out first so that the audience knows that you are fresh and, you know, your material, your material is fresh and new and you're not, not just coasting on the old stuff. Exactly. Yeah, what's the deal with bad Wi-Fi <laughs> and the trains? And they're like, what's the deal with pand- <laughs> pandemics, Ariel? Why don't you just fucking yeah, write the material? I, I do have really good material about how nobody talks on the phone. Though oh, okay. I think I'm just going to have to retire because <laughs> that's all people oh, no. do. Now. I mean, as long as long as you can kind of say, like during even during a pandemic, they weren't yeah. talking on the phone. You still were texting. Ah, where do you, where do you get a mask? Where do you get hand sanitizer or toilet paper? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you know, yeah. I've started doing outdoor shows maybe a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, and they're you know. Okay. I mean, there's a reason why we didn't do stand-up in the park before, right? <laughs> you, you need people uh, in, the, in the dark, pushed together, and drunk. I guess. I, um, <laughs> I was doing an open mic in the park, and this couple, uh, like, uh, audience members came and joined, and we were like, oh, that's exciting, actual audience members. And then it was really clear that uh, she was uh, nodding. Uh, on, on, on heroin, heroin. yeah <laughs> you're thinking this he, person, I, I thought you meant he, she was nodding along but no you're like <laughs> a different type of nodding not as cool. no i mean nodding along is fine i mean i prefer a laugher <laughs> but a nodder is okay but and i mean you know whatever i think drugs should be decriminalized but uh 
Yeah, but but yeah, <laughs> heroin in the park, right? I love that she yeah. was like, "This is a stand-up show. I think this will be good good for not." Yeah, and I think her husband or her boyfriend or whatever enjoyed comedy, and that's why they were there. But he was rubbing <laughs> ice like all over her body and like took off her shirt and just kept. Her. I was like, "What is? Oh, I'm Lord. getting zoom bombed in person." Basically. Oh gosh, what a fucking story! Yeah, like recently yeah. I, I turned on the whole. Uh, Netflix has a most wanted criminals and the first one is a, a cartel leader and in setting up the kind of cartel business in Chicago they showed videos of people nodding off and it was tragic like there was a mother who just fucking like was passed out in a supermarket aisle and there was a kid there and then there was two two parents both nodding out with a kid in the back seat they were in a car and it's just mm-hmm. like that's so fucking tragic and I, I can relate because it was some some woman we were re- resetting grocery store shelves and she had a heart attack on me so she was also oh, like no lying in the aisle with her shirt off like she's an eight-year-old woman who was having a heart attack so i can relate yeah yeah <laughs> you're uh, like where do i go from here brian yeah park shows and things like that and it's good to know that they're giving a material and then while you were in amsterdam were you doing stand-up there and kind of what's yeah, the scene I, uh, I started doing stand-up that's where you started yeah. Oh, yeah. and then what was like? I I had Daphne Genschler on, and she was actually calling from Amsterdam at the time, and she oh, mentioned really? that maybe Seth, Seth Meyers had a, he kind of came up through a sketch theater there or an improv theater there. Yes. So as far as the yes, scene goes, is that the one one place to be? I mean, not really. I mean, like if you can get a job there, sure. But most uh, of the people <laughs> who get a job there are coming from the states. Okay. Um. They've started a school now in improv. Again, I'm not I'm not currently there, so I don't really know what the scene is like there. I think I'm assuming it's opening up, but it also like so the scene is like growing in the Netherlands. Um, like when I started, you really had to hustle to be able to get like on an open mic once a week, and now it's wow. kind of like. Uh, you really hustle you can get on like two to three shows a week so it's really growing but it's not not the same as well new york before when you could get yeah. up two to three times a day wow uh, and is, is that where you were doing were you hustling around on trains to kind of get to a bunch of mics or bar shows uh in new york before it, before yeah this, before or, yeah yeah that was that was the that was what i was up to yeah and then kind of, you know, yeah. what did you notice, like, with the additional stage time, did you notice that I can try a lot more new stuff now? Because, yeah. I mean, back in, back in the day, if you only have, like, one mic per week, I would almost think you have to make it count because, right. you know, you're with other, other comedians and you're like, I want to let them know that I'm quality so that maybe we can put on a show in somebody's house or something. Yeah. I mean, it's also, like, so it's not a one-to-one thing. Like, one show in Amsterdam is based... Also, like, open mics there are basically just bar shows. Okay. They just mean we're not paying the performers. Because there's usually <laughs> a real an audience. audience. <laughs> oh, good. That, that helps. So it was almost better right. than the Right, yeah. So it's not, it's not like a one-to-one. But, like, if you're doing, you know... I would get up in New York, say, 15 times a week. And, like, I mean, it's, it's, it wouldn't be like performing in three shows a week in Amsterdam. Like, it wouldn't be, like, five times as much improvement over the three times I could get up in Amsterdam. Yeah. But it would be a significantly bigger improvement. Uh, And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, like, I'd been coming... 
visiting New York a lot. And I just sort of, at the beginning of 2020, was like, I'm going to commit. I'm just going to move to New York. And uh, that was not uh, a great decision. <laughs> and then the pandemic came. Wow. What yeah, a fuck. What, what awful timing, right? Well, I think yeah. a lot of your material, that probably, you know, is one of the reasons why your pandemic material is so good because it coincided with your move here. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Wow. And so you're saying, like, if you went on three New York shows in a week, you know, you wouldn't have, you know, felt like you're improving much. But going on 15 is still markedly better than going on only three in Amsterdam. Yeah, that's what okay. I would say. I okay. think, you know, yeah. Uh, and it's also, I mean, this is not uh, specific to Amsterdam, but uh, like whether you get on shows uh, is political. And I just sort of got kind of tired. <laughs> oh, in Amsterdam, because the gatekeepers, there's a couple gatekeepers. And if yeah, you can't I mean, like, go with them. You know, there are gatekeepers in New York comedy too, but there are more of them, and you can play them off each other. Yeah, sort of. Do you, know you can that? play. You can play them off each other. How does one do that? I wonder. I mean, I say that like I know I was here for three <laughs> months, and then the scene shut down. So how do you kind of do that? You're like, well, I was on these shows, so put me right. on your well, show. Right. Well, like you know, if one booker is mad at you in New York, it doesn't matter very much. If one booker is mad at you in Amsterdam it can have like <laughs> huge consequences I guess yeah wow that fucking sucks and so yeah I, I had I think I you know my only audience in, in Chicago like my only open mic there had a big old fucking audience full of drunk people and they loved everything I did and then you know you get up in New York and I have you know several times I open mics and stuff but it was it was shit meaning like there's right. nobody there and there's they're not paying attention at all because there are other comedians like how do you deal with that coming from Amsterdam where it was kind of a bar show? Like, I know you have more opportunities, but how right. did you kind of get over that mentally being like, well, I mean, it's just good to get up and rap, you know, get reps so that I'm used to saying these words in this order. Right. Yeah. I mean, it like, and it gets hard too. Cause like, uh, you, like, even if you know that nobody's going to laugh, it still kind of hurts. When nobody laughs. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, it is something you get used to. I do remember I like, um, so I, the first time I did an open mic was in New York. I was like visiting for the week and doing comedy was a thing I always wanted to do. And I thought, oh, I'll get up and I'll do it in New York. And then if I like totally suck, I'll just, I'm leaving the country on Sunday anyway. It's like, it won't matter. <laughs> and uh, and I mean, you know, it didn't go like particularly well, but I mean, well enough that I still want to do it. But I did. I remember the first time I was there, there was like one of those comedians at the open mic who yells at the audience for being a bad audience member. <sighs> you know, and you're like, you are also not a good audience member. None of us are audience yeah. <laughs> members. Um, and like. I, I remember at the time being like he I I like I this was probably like the second open mic I'd been to and I was like I this is the second open mic I've been to and I already know that the audiences suck so yeah. why is he surprised <laughs> like he had all this material about how he'd been doing open mics for four years and I was like well then why don't you know that <laughs> audiences yeah. at open mics don't laugh yeah, he was trying yeah. to impress you with his credentials. Like, you would start mm -hmm. laughing if you were like, oh, a four-year open micer. Wow, your quality. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, what are the steps? I mean, because you were here three months, you know, mm -hmm. at what point did you graduate? Kind of what un un unloosened the, the bottle as far as, um, you know, and I know you're probably still doing mics at that point, but, you know, how did you get onto a bar show or, or people's shows? Was it people you interacted with at mics and you had a similar comedy style or you guys just got along? Yeah, I mean, I, I so, uh, I, again, I'd been here a couple of times before and I'd like met people and like, a couple of shows that uh, were bringers as well, which yeah. they they suck, but you know, I at least they're like open with the yeah. like, predatory nature, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then I, um, in like January or February, I joined like this sort of very informal like writing group. Okay. And a bunch of them had bar shows that they put me on or were going to put me on, and then, you know, the world how, shut down. Yeah, how did you get into that? Was that some sort of Facebook thing that you could just kind of join? No, I mean, I was just at an open mic, and I knew one guy from one of the other previous times when I had visited, and I was talking to him and his friend. And then I did... I did well at the open mic. Like it was new material. Like that's the other thing is like at open mics, your newest material will always do the best because they haven't heard it before. Oh yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean it is the best. Yeah. Um, but I was doing new material and it went really well. And then they like, it was at one of the guys' houses. And then I just went and I met, there were like probably like five or six of us. And it sort of turned in because now everything's gone online. We're very focused on, social media content right now but you know we'll see because that's another way to grow an audience in theory for when <laughs> things open up in 2023 or whenever that's supposed to be i don't know in, in theory and then that, theory. so so are you um you know posting the details of these shows at ariel ariel dundas on instagram or ariel dundas on twitter or both? Yeah, probably both. Um, like, if you want show details on Instagram, you need to check my stories. I probably uh, won't post it to the grid. I. And why is that? Why? Because you want to see who's looking at it so that maybe you can invite them personally to the show? Because I what? actually will avoid watching stories, period, in part because I don't want women to think that I'm, like, stalking them. <laughs> And this is funny because, like, all these are professional comedians who I've, you know, who've been on the show or something. And so, like, if I want to go <laughs> see their show and their show dates are only in their story, I'm going to miss it. That's interesting. Uh, like, what's your I feeling when people are, like, watching your stories? Like, well, some I mean, dude is watching I, your story. Is that, like, this guy wants to fuck me or this guy is interested in coming to my show or this guy is just one of my followers? I don't think – I think the way, like – I don't even do this anymore because it romances, but like, I think people look at their stories specifically for their crushes because they like to pretend that the fact that their crush is looking at their story means something, but I don't think anybody, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, like 40 people, uh, look at my stories on a regular basis. And I don't, I just, I know that it's 40 people cause that's the number that I get, but I don't like comb through and like, check to see if people are missing it but the reason why i only post it uh to stories is because like so if, i'm gonna sound so gross but like you should only be posting to your grid like three to five times a week oh, okay and like it should be kind of like 
if it's just about it's just if it's just a post with like maybe a picture they've seen about uh, a show that you have upcoming that's le- the, that will get less likes than just like a video. I'm also uh, I don't know if you've seen the new reels feature that's just basically ripping yeah. on TikTok. But I've decided that's how I'm going to become famous. So yes, good. <laughs> yeah, I just had on Hallie Haas, and she we we were trying to figure out what Reels was and how similar from TikTok. Like, had you been on TikTok before, and how does Reels compare? It's probably exactly. I, the same. I, I mean, I think it, I haven't been on TikTok because while I thought it, so I'm a low effort comedian <laughs> <laughs> and what does that mean because comedians are already a pretty low bar for effort yeah yeah i'm actually I mean, like, lower effort than some of the comedians explain that i want to hear that i guess i just mean like if you want to make like a sketch on youtube or something and make it look really professional or whatever that takes like a lot of like i'm all i want it to be like even like all online content is harder uh requires more time and less talent <laughs> yeah than performing on stage you know because you can do it multiple times yeah um but i i wasn't on tiktok i uh, honestly because of um i have problems with the chinese government do you really uh, yeah i mean not like they're oh, not I, mad at me i thought <laughs> you were beefing personally it's like well in amsterdam <laughs> i ran into a couple agents <laughs> Couple secret no, agents, no, couple the, spooks, couple spooks. They're beefing with me. They're they're tracking my no, every move. No, I mean they might be, but no, I, I mean know. they just, I, 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 it was always like a little bit suspicious to me. I also, uh, I, I think this might also be a problem with reels, but like, I don't, I don't believe TikTok's numbers. Yeah, they seem like, robotic. I, yeah, there, there's like I don't, and I don't know if you know this, but Facebook Watch, the like video platform on Facebook, yeah, uh, like when they first launched, they were uh, increasing the numbers by like a factor of nine wow. to make uh, people think that more people were watching Facebook Watch than yeah. were watching it. Wow, and, and are I they doing the same thing with Instagram Reels? Yeah, that's the question. I don't know. Because I am getting, like, a lot more views on Reels and a lot fewer likes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot fewer real engagement. Like, uh, yeah, it's almost yeah. like you have to wait for the comments to see if there's real engagement. Like, even likes right. can be manufactured. But I would think that, yeah. you know, given all the uncertainty with TikTok, it's probably safer if you're starting now to get into Instagram Reels. And, yeah. you know, I, and like, you know, I, I looked, at, looked at you on the Internet. I saw that in the past you had a, you had a project called Volva Cupcake. And yes, so I'm interested yes. in what the hell that is. And, and are you going to resurrect that for Instagram Reels? So, I mean. So, I got to know. I mean, I don't know. It? I don't know. So the project, it was a one person show, a one woman show, a stand up show that I did at the oh. Edinburgh Fringe uh, in 2017. So I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I don't know how I would launch that for uh, Reels exactly, but I'm. I have been thinking about maybe putting on a solo show uh, in the park if if numbers continue to stay down and continue to stay down. That is a thing I'm considering doing, and I would probably Pandem- keep that title. Pandemic, not pandemic numbers or, or audience numbers. 
pandemic number. Okay. If it keeps going down, you know, I'm thinking about doing a, a part show. And can yeah, you, I mean, I, like, if you've already burnt the material, I've already retired the material, you know, is it safe to chop it up now and just put it into bite-sized yeah, pieces for something like I, Instagram? What, I think I'll probably do that. I mean, like, so the specific material, like, there was a story uh, behind the name Volvo Cupcake that was always... Like, that's a great name for a show. But the yeah. material that, like, uh, inspired the name was always the weakest part of the material. <laughs> and if I if I did the show again, I would just cut that material and just be like, yeah, that's just the name of my stand-up show. You don't uh, need to know why. That's funny. Um, yeah, I think I, I Janelle Draper on it, and I think during their final show before the pandemic, she got gifted with Volva cupcakes. And I thought yeah. it was interesting because we made the point that every Volva is different and beautiful. And so the imperfections yes. of frosting would seem to mimic that a little bit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, cut it out of your act. Like, But then I'll wonder, because I had Sarah Tolomash on, and, uh, it, mm-hmm. and I was listening to a recent album, and Spotify skipped around because it was randomized, and I didn't hear all the tracks. I thought it was done. It just kind of skipped to the last track. I was like, I'm done. What the hell? I didn't learn what the significance of the title of her album was, and it was Voluptuous Boy. And I think if I had listened to the whole album, and I ultimately did, and she ultimately discussed it, like I'd be like, well, why the fuck was it called that? But if yeah. it's an old show... You know, you're not actually doing the show as Volva Cupcake anymore. Then, of course, you can take all that material and just excise the material. I don't know if it matters what your show is called. You could even invent a new name, right? Right, yeah. But again, it's so eye-catching. Like, I even when I saw that, I wanted to discuss it. So you're like, yeah, keep the name. Absolutely. Well, Ariel Dundas, like, you're doing all this fucking, uh, the Instagram and Zoob shows and things like that. And they could see that Mm -hmm. all via your Instagram stories. And Mm -hmm. you will not be creeped out at all if a man tracks your stories to see where you'll be next. Absolutely (laughs) not. Come to my show. <laughs> yeah, come to the shows. And, and, you know, I wonder, I'm trying to see this crew of crew of people that you're kind of rounding with. Um, mm-hmm. Is this, I, I'm seeing at your Instagram bio here, the F Comedy Club. Was that where you used to do um, most of your shows? Yes. Fcomedyclub.com? I, that, that's, that link is there because, you know, I think you need 10,000 followers to be able to swipe up uh, on a story for a link. And I was doing... And otherwise, you have to do link in in bio. Oh, okay. Uh, so that was just a I did a, that was a specific show I did uh, called Comedy Gladiators. I hope that's the name. Yeah, I see it here. By, yeah, Ruben Wolf's Ruben, com, com, Yeah, Comedy Olympics. And comedy I see Olympics. The, yeah, I see the recent one. I had Stephen Rogers on, and I think I'll have Rebecca Kaplan on today. So it's a lot of big oh, time wow. comment. A lot of big time comments, yeah. right? So you were on uh, Ruben Wolf's Comedy Olympics. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah you're I one was, of the gladiators i was so like the gladiators compete and then i competed against the winner i was oh, okay. like the tiebreaker yeah the challenger yeah uh, and i lost i lost to steven rogers oh. so. <laughs> well that's nothing to be ashamed of because yeah. he's a he's just a tv credit kind of guy <laughs> Him and Andrew Siobhan, they're just both funny, but they're also generous guys. Like the yes, fact that they come yeah, on a no, podcast. I, is yes. Uh, no, I'm laughing because at, when they like introduced me as the challenger, Ruben was like, this is an amateur comedian who doesn't have any TV credits. That was <laughs> my introduction. Like that doesn't mean you can't fucking slay with your comedy. Like, yeah, I really think somebody who comes with up with Volvo cupcakes is not the challenger with no TV credits. She's the gladiator, and I'm glad she was 
discussed as such. And so we'll keep track of all your stuff. Ariel Dundas, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.